You're listening to Metamodernism, a production of the Golden Age Collection, a nonprofit digital media library based out of sunny San Francisco, California. And we are finally back. After about a six-month hibernation, we've got a very special music-themed episode today celebrating the best music of 2020. Be sure to grab a pair of headphones and crank them up because we'll be listening to and talking about my favorite songs of the year. Kicking us off with their track, Foyer, this is Wild Nothing. music of the year blowout episode their music has been on heavy rotation for me over the last decade as they're one of my favorite bands to come out of the 2010s 
I was very much looking forward to seeing Wild Nothing play with Beach Fossils, celebrating 10 years by playing their respective debut albums on a short tour. Stopping here in San Francisco, a few blocks from my apartment at the Great American Music Hall, but the shows were postponed and then canceled due to COVID-19. But both bands have vowed to make the shows happen as soon as it is safe to do so. As a frequent concert goer, I sincerely miss the experience of live music. Independent venues are the lifeblood of the music scene. Many of my favorite independent venues have been struggling financially and will need assistance from our government if they want to survive the pandemic. It's for this reason that I'll be dedicating this episode to the Save Our Stages movement put on by the National Independent Venue Association. The mission of the National Independent Venue Association is to preserve and nurture the ecosystem of independent live event venues and promoters throughout the United States. This is our final push to Congress, and there won't be another opportunity. We need the Save Our Stages Act passed in order to keep independent venues nationwide from closing permanently. Visit SaveOurStages.com to find out more and to write a message to Congress asking them to preserve live music. In a meta-modern world, live music is a form of participatory culture, wherein you need to go out and participate in the art form in order for it to continue to be made. It's for this reason that I'll be name-dropping my favorite Bay Area venues throughout this episode in order to raise awareness of the importance of live music. And on the note of live music, 2020 was an unprecedented year, because 2020 was the first year that live music ceased to exist as a medium since the inception of music. Music has always been an inherently live medium, stretching all the way back to when people were banging sticks and rocks together. Music as a recorded medium is a relatively recent phenomenon, given that sound recording technology has only existed in the last 150 years or so. When people started recording audio, the idea was to capture a live moment in time. Many recording artists would play together in one room with one microphone and had one take to get it right. Music from the late 1800s up until about the 1950s was all about capturing live sounds from a live band playing in a room. Many of my favorite jazz records from the 40s onward consisted of live recordings from concerts played in smoky bars and jazz clubs. It wasn't until the late 50s and early 60s did people like Phil Spector, Brian Wilson, and the Beatles see the potential of recorded music as a standalone art form rather than simply trying to capture a live moment in time. Their studio tinkering resulted in intricate, multi-layered musical recordings that were too complex to reproduce in a live setting. This marked a turning point in music history when the recordings themselves became the art form rather than the live performance. This created a widening gap in music between reality and realism, which is at the heart of metamodernism. For the purposes of music, reality is the song as a live performance, while realism is the constructed reality of a song in a recording studio. For as long as we've known music, the reality of live music has always coexisted alongside the realism of recorded music. But in 2020, realism has become the sole way to experience music. Music now only exists in a mediated form, one layer removed from reality. Postmodern philosopher Jean Baudrillard predicted this future in his 1981 book Simulacra and Simulation, in it, he wrote about humans creating symbols to represent things in the real world, and then losing the reference to the real world, and instead preferring the symbol over the real world equivalent. In 1981, this would have sounded crazy. 
as if someone would prefer a picture of a sunset over the real thing. But in a metamodern culture, the realism of recorded music can sometimes eclipse reality. In a year like 2020, music offered a welcome respite from the onslaught of negative energy out in the world. In the future, people will probably talk about what a dumpster fire of a year 2020 was. But for all the negativity and the awful things that happened, there was some damn good music to soundtrack it all. And this episode is meant to spread peace and hope in a year that had little of either. If you're feeling depressed about this year, take solace in the fact that, with a handful of exceptions, none of these songs existed in 2019. And that's what this episode is all about. A showcase for all of the amazing new music that was released this year, but was perhaps overlooked. I've read many best-of-the-year lists online, and frankly, I don't see my music taste reflected in any of the lists I've read. Not from Pitchfork, Stereo Gum, Gorilla vs. Bear, and certainly not from anyone's Spotify wrapped screenshots that are making the rounds on social media. While the title of this podcast is Best Music of the Year, it's probably more aptly titled Favorite Music of the Year due to the fact that I don't want to put a value judgment on the music featured on this podcast. Some publications will spend a lot of time and effort trying to rank one artist as having a better album than another. A decade ago, I would have found myself doing the same thing. But in 2020, I think that music should be enjoyed for what it is, rather than ranking it in some arbitrary list. For this reason, I've chosen to play the songs roughly in chronological order, starting with music released in January of 2020 and ending in December. Over the course of this year, I've spent more money buying music than I have in any other year in recent memory. Shout out to Bandcamp and their support of indie artists with Bandcamp Fridays, wherein they forewent their cut of record sales to allow artists to earn their full cut. I don't use any streaming services, and I fundamentally reject the idea behind them. Steve Jobs also hated the idea of music streaming services. When introducing the iTunes Store in 2003, he bemoaned the idea of renting music, having to pay a third party every month just to listen to the music that you know and love. And on that note, I want to encourage any Spotify listeners to cancel their subscriptions. They are a shady company profiting off of the backs of hardworking artists. Their desktop app defaults to launching at login, which allows them to falsely inflate their number of online users to drive up their stock price. Spotify also pays artists the least amount of money compared to any other streaming service out there. It's no wonder Tom York called them the last desperate fart of a dying corpse. And they're currently spending millions in court to fight a lawsuit that would allow artists to make one penny per stream, while at the same time, they gladly forked over $100 million to Joe Rogan to be the home of his podcast, which is antithetical to the concept of a podcast. Podcasting is a fundamentally open medium, and any attempts to window or paywall podcasts rejects the foundation of freedom that podcasts are built upon. I'm looking at you, iHeartMedia. But we don't have enough time to rebuff the mainstream media outlets trying to get a stronghold on monetizing podcasts and live music. Because I'm looking at a playlist stuffed with over 70 of the best songs from this year, spanning all kinds of genres and artists. So we have a lot to get through. Just a heads up that I refuse to compromise on the bitrate of the music featured in this episode. So with a cap of 200 megabytes per episode, this will be at least a three-parter. Likely four, possibly five. I thought about splitting these up into genre-specific episodes, but I prefer not to draw divisionary lines, if possible, to expose artists to a wider audience. 
With that in mind, I'm not offended if you skip around over tracks you may have already heard or are not interested in. There's a lot of music here representing all kinds of sounds. And while I don't expect you to love every track featured, all I ask is that you check out the artists and perhaps buy one of their albums rather than streaming them. And maybe show up to a live show when it's safe to do so. With that out of the way, it's time to buckle up because we have a long road ahead of us filled with all sorts of awesome music. Up next, we have a track by Destroyer, the long-running project of Dan Behar. His obtuse lyrics and unconventional singing style have put him in a league of his own. He's one of, if not my favorite, songwriters in the modern era. His stop at my neighborhood venue, August Hall, this February, was among the last shows I got to see before the shutdown occurred. His latest album arrived at the end of January on Merge Records, titled Have We Met? This record was another step in a new direction for him with brighter and more open sounds than the previous record, while still retaining his signature wit and self-referential nonchalance. Up next, we have the album opener, Crimson Tide, which begins with a name check to my all-time favorite Destroyer track, the criminally underheard song, The Laziest River. River a vulture predisposed to eating off floors. No, wait, I take that back. I was more like an ocean stuck inside hospital corridors. My condition in general, despite what they say, improves. So I could care less on a night like this. I'm on the lookout for anything that moves, Crimson Tide. I child 
whose sweet nothings to a box of fuzz. He's not a child, he's 25, he's never felt so alive, Crimson Tide. One more dead rich runaway, who gives a shit? Must be nice, must be the rain. When lightning strikes twice, the funeral goes completely insane. The funeral's insane. The funeral's insane. The funeral's insane. Vicious stampede, a vile promenade, but in China, teacups, two fools find love. Back at Hotel Parallel, hysteria, I can feel it. She says, get into the zone, the zone is brimstone and wire. You open your mouth to watch your teeth shudder at the mirror. At the clutter, crimson time. of his album have we met this next band hails from los angeles california honing their own brand of daytime disco poolside specializes in lush production values and smooth sounds after spending new year's eve with them at the independent in 2018 i was fortunate enough to see them again at the fillmore the day after christmas of 2019 Their long-anticipated third album, titled Low Season, came out in February of this year and did not disappoint. We're going to play a track called Losing Control off of that album. 
Poolside off of their album Low Season. This next band is one that I've been following since they came on the scene in the early 2010s. Back then, not much was known about them due to their band name being notoriously hard to Google, but the little we did know about them cemented their status as indie darlings. Married couple Elena Moore and Patrick Riley would set sail across the ocean, writing breezy indie pop tunes along the way and living the dream for the rest of us. I'm of course talking about tennis, and I was excited to see them play at the historic Fillmore venue in April, but it too was canceled because of COVID-19. However, their excellent Live from the Void livestream series continues on December 23rd, so be sure to snag a ticket if you like what you hear. Their fifth album, Swimmer, dropped back in February, and next up I've got a track from that album called Tender as a Tomb. with their track Tender as a Tomb off of their album Swimmer. For nearly two decades and under multiple project names, Dan Snaith's music has been consistently shifting forms, from folktronica to psychedelic pop to IDM and electronica that defies categorization. Don't be intimidated by his PhD in mathematics. Dan makes music anyone can enjoy. After six long years, we were treated with a new album from his band Caribou back in February. 
It's called Suddenly, and it took his production levels to new heights, as evidenced by this track off of that album called You and I.
That was You and I by Caribou off of his new album, Suddenly. Now I'll be honest and say I didn't know much about this next band before coming across them earlier this year. But with a band name like Steve Buscemi's Dreamy Eyes, I knew I had to check them out. They come from Stockholm, Sweden, and released their debut album called Sweetie back in February. There are quite a few dreamy indie pop jams on the album, but this track in particular was one of my favorites. It's called For Ezra.
That was For Ezra by Steve Buscemi's Dreamy Eyes, off of their album Sweetie. This next band is an odd pairing of sorts. It consists of electronic composer John Tejada and musician-slash-comedian Reggie Watts. They call themselves Wajada, and their dreamy electronic music is both meticulous and free-flowing. Their sophomore album, Don't Let Get You Down, dropped in February, and this is the title track off of that album.
That was Don't Let Get You Down by Wajata off of their album Don't Let Get You Down. San Francisco-based graphic designer Scott Hansen has been making spaced-out electronic music under the name Tycho for over 16 years now. He's a mad scientist of sorts, pushing the boundaries of analog and digital sounds to make music that stands in a league of its own. You know he's tapping into something special when you hear his music in such a wide variety of places, including Adult Swim, pre-event music at Apple Keynotes, and pre-service music at some hip churches. In 2019, Tycho released his first album to feature vocals, breaking away from his instrumental music. But after that, he hit the studio again, reworking the vocal tracks as instrumentals, and released the new compositions in 2020 as an album called Simulcast. For longtime Tycho fans, this album was a welcome return to form, while still pushing his sound into new heights. Before we get to my favorite track off of that album, I do want to plug his upcoming live stream. It's called Solo Ascent, and it'll be happening on January 1st, 2021 at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. It'll feature Tycho playing a set from a wooded location in the rolling hills of Northern California. Tickets are available online from No Cap, and I'll be linking to them in the show notes. But up next, we have my favorite track off of Simulcast called All Right.
was Tycho with the track All Right. This next band calls New Zealand their home, and they've made quite a splash since coming on the scene in 2014. Yumi Zuma makes dreamy indie pop and have formed a stellar discography in their short time as a band. Their latest album, Truth or Consequences, was released in the spring of this year and saw a companion album of alternative versions drop in the fall. Both albums are filled with great tracks, but I'm going to play one off of their first release this year, a song called Southwark. Southwark by Yumi Zuma off of the album Truth or Consequences. 
This next band is one I'm ashamed to admit I slept on when they rolled out their debut album in 2018. Hailing from England, the Orioles returned this year with a genre-defying album called Disco Volador. Critics called the album a blend of disco funk, dream pop, electronic exotica, and 70s highlife, while others praised it for being both instantly appealing and dazzlingly inventive. See for yourself with this track off of that album called Memoirs of Miso.
That was Memoirs of Miso by the Oriels off of their album Disco Voladar. Swedish band Peter Bjorn and John have been making delightful indie pop since the early 2000s. While their breakout hit Young Folks still holds up as the quintessential indie tune of the Audis, longtime Peter Bjorn and John fans know the band has always had a knack for writing catchy pop songs. This year, they released their back catalog of previously hard-to-find EPs and singles on Bandcamp. Playing the role of music archaeologist, I enjoyed tracing the lineage of the band's music through these seldom-heard recordings. And if their latest album is any indication, they show no signs of slowing down. Released in March, their ninth album called Endless Dream contains some of their brightest and most fun songs in recent memory. This track has a title particularly fitting for the stay-at-home lifestyle in 2020, called Endless Reruns. When the ocean never ends Meets the blue sky just like heaven You know it's just a haven for your dreams And so it's never really all it seems Red turns into blue Green just won't bleed through Guess you'll have to do without it When old lovers stays best friends Life's on top, a bird ascending Just a story seldom told Good poetry sometimes we got with frost I believed in you What else could I do? Now I have to do without it Sunset for the new beginning Looks like look this one thing ourselves can choose But it's likely hopes the last thing that we lose Red turns into blue Is all there was I am up for endless 
That was Endless Reruns by Peter, Bjorn, and John off of their album Endless Dream. This next band is yet another with little to no information available online other than the fact that they hail from Boston. In March, Honeycut released their debut album filled with dreamy surf and indie pop tunes. This is a track off of that album called Hung Up On Me. Honeycut with their song Hung Up On Me off of their debut album Coasting. Born in Switzerland in the late 90s, Sophia Regina Allison is quite possibly the youngest artist featured on this list. 
She grew up in Nashville and began recording songs as Soccer Mommy in 2015 before heading off to college. After signing to Fat Possum Records, she dropped out of college to pursue music as a full-time career. In February of this year, she was invited to play at a Bernie Sanders rally and then released her excellent sophomore album as Soccer Mommy, called Color Theory. The whole record is worth checking out, but I'll be playing a standout track called Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes. Yellow 
Soccer Mommy with the song Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes off of the album Color Theory. After two stellar albums, the last of which was released in 2009, The Whitest Boy Alive officially called it quits in 2014. While lead singer and indie legend Erland Oye has kept busy releasing excellent solo music, fans have always wanted to hear what a third Whitest Boy Alive album might sound like. In 2017, the band reunited for a one-off show in Italy, and in late 2019, they played another one-off show in Chile, further sparking interest in a revival of the project. In March of this year, we were finally treated to the first new track from The Whitest Boy Alive in 11 years. It's called Serious, and I seriously wish it was longer than three minutes. The Whitest Boy Alive making their triumphant return with the track Serious. Hailing from Montreal, Quebec, Tops have been making smooth, dreamlike indie music for nearly a decade. 
As with Yumi Zuma, they represent a new wave in indie pop music in the 2010s. Their fourth album was released this April on Arbutus Records, and it is a solid addition to their short but consistently great discography. I was very much looking forward to seeing them perform at The Independent this May, but it too was postponed until mid-2021 due to COVID-19. If you like this track, be sure to check out some of the great remixes other artists have done of tracks from this album. This is their album opener, Direct Sunlight.
That was Direct Sunlight by Tops off of their latest album, I Feel Alive. Representing my home state of Michigan, Anna Birch is the most promising artist to come out of the Mitten State in recent memory. Only two albums into her career, and she's already stood out as a rising star in the indie world. Her airy and laid-back tunes make for the perfect soundtrack to a sunny afternoon. Her sophomore album, If You're Dreaming, was released by Polyvinyl this April, and was just the right antidote to the pandemic blues. This is the track Not So Bad off of that album. The beginning gets me every time off of her album, If You're Dreaming. This next band shares a label with Anna Birch. STRFKR has undergone several name changes over the years, 
but their signature style of catchy indie electronic tunes has not, up until now. 2020 has marked a significant shift in their sound with the release of two distinct albums, Future Past Life and Ambient One. Future Past Life saw the band using acoustic instruments, stripping away some of the electronic elements to become more indie rock than indie electronica, while Ambient One featured the most placid set of tunes to date. I'll be playing a cut off of their first record of the year, a track called Deep Dream.
Deep Dream by STRFKR off of their album Future Past Life. Husbands hit the scene in 2013 with a handful of singles released on Bandcamp. I stumbled upon them on Bandcamp in college and used to play them on my radio show on WVUR. It's honestly been a pleasure to watch them grow as a band and release such a solid catalog of hits. They are criminally underheard, even within the indie scene. They have such a knack for catchy melodies that even their B-sides are better than some other bands' A-sides. This year, we've been treated with a bunch of new songs from Husbands in the form of a new album called After the Gold Rush Party and a treasure trove of B-sides and demos from 2015 to 2019 called Wayne John. Both were a welcome addition to 2020 and had so many great tracks that it made picking just one such a tough call. I really loved the B-sides Try Not to Worry and Ambergris, but I think this one off After the Gold Rush Party is a great example of everything I love about this band. Jangly guitars, lush harmonies, and catchy melodies. It's just the kind of music we needed in 2020. It's called 3AM.
That was 3AM by Husbands off of the album After the Gold Rush Party. If you guys like that track, be sure to give them some love. They have an amazing back catalog to explore. Up next, we have LA-based band Golden Days, who last year released their sophomore album Simpatico, which was one of my favorites of 2019. Their understated yet sunny sound came out at just the right time for me. I was fortunate enough to get to see them perform songs from that record at the Makeout Room here in SF last year. This year, they released an album of demos and b-sides from the Simpatico sessions on Bandcamp. This is a track that didn't make it onto the official Simpatico album, but it would have fit right at home. It's called Kismet Road. Kismet Road by Golden Days. That's Days, D-A-Z-E. Hazel English is among a new wave of indie artists in the Bay Area 
who hit the scene right around the time I moved here, along with Day Wave, No Vacation, Hot Flash Heat Wave, The Belinda Butchers, and High Sun. And as such, I've had the pleasure of seeing her a handful of times here across the Bay Area at places like The Independent and The Rickshaw Stop. Her first set of songs was produced by Day Wave's Jackson Phillips and resulted in two excellent EPs, Just Give In and Never Going Home. This year, she released her sophomore album called Wake Up, which opened up her sound in brighter ways than ever before. And while I thoroughly enjoyed that album, I'm going to play a lesser-heard song she released this year. In April, Polyvinyl released a compilation of rare demo tracks on Bandcamp, with all proceeds going directly to the artists. It's called Stay Home, and at $5 for 15 tracks, it was a steal, with songs by Yumi Zuma, Anna Birch, STRFKR, and Anamanaguchi. Also on that compilation was Hazel English's haunting rendition of the Mamas and the Papas classic, California Dreamin'. It was a fitting cover, tipping the hat from one era of California-based counterculture music to another. And it is with that cover that I will leave you for part one. I'll be back soon with the next chapter in great music released this year as we start to cover late spring and head into summer 2020. Until then, I'll be California dreaming. Thank you.